All right. I think we have everything. We're ready to go. Mike! You're half the- what happened? You shrunk! Oh wait, no, you're you're just sitting in a chair. I- I am. That's- that's how that- that's how that- I'm so, I forgot we have chairs. Now. Mike, a little something showed up in the P.O. box for you. Oh yeah, what's that? Medicare. Woo! Adam, Adam, I don't- I don't really appreciate this, to be- to be honest with you. I don't appreciate- how you guys are really um well what about okay. this look I've how got... tall he is adam three foot four oh wait he's still oh, sitting that's not true he's I'm, still sitting i'm sitting so in... stand up <laughs> not just that i've got aarp magazine you know there's I... ray romano on the cover i don't think i qualify for ray romano's on the cover of aarp yeah you'd be wouldn't you be shocked to know he's 65 I am, actually I'm wow, he looks really good for his age. Yeah, so at least someone does. Uh, all right, listen. <laughs> You're old. Okay. You're old. Yes, it's true. We'll put it out there. I got my first gray hair last week after all of the business with the with the carnivores and the vegans and being on on the sea a lot. Oh my! But it's a it's a this is one of those things where I just it's tough on me. I'd appreciate it if you guys didn't. Lean into me that hard as you are right now about it. I would, you know, we can just. You know, Mike. It, here's what you got to learn from this experience. I, I, I think you need to start looking at a more relaxing career. Look at me. You know, I have never had a gray hair because I chose to do something simple and easy and without stress. Your politics. Running... Yeah, I was gonna say you're running for mayor. I, I got the gray hairs at least in part because of the stress of being your campaign manager. Well, yeah. Thanks for that, by the way. You took all the stress off of me. Yeah, you fired me three times, but I, I appreciate. I'm, I'm glad to help out. Oh yeah, I guess you haven't gotten the letter yet. So yeah, three, three for now. Oh, Mike, there's another letter. This yeah, one. Yeah, maybe is, we, uh, maybe we just maybe this we. This handwriting that looks familiar. No, no? Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, let's, Return let's, address let's, says the Winnerago. Nope. Uh, uh, okay. Wrong number. Wrong number, but for mail. Okay. <laughs> Mike, uh, there is this, uh, you know, you do need to relax and, and take it easy. So I did put you on this list uh, for offers for discounts uh, at different hospice care facilities. So, I, so there you go. They send the menu. They send, uh, look, that he that guy looks almost exactly like, did you, did you pose for this? That you that modeled clearly, for this hospice brochure? That guy is clearly like 97 years old. Well, I don't know that uh, he's, he's way older than if me. If the hospital bed fits. The hospital beds fit. They make them big for a reason. I, listen, I just... All right. You done? We good? Yeah, I think I, I got know, a lot I, of I me. mean, I got more mail, but it's no, mostly I, like, you know... <laughs> Orthopedic is, is shoe catalogs. It's uh, it, did my fruit of the month come? come yeah, your come fruit yet? of the month club uh, letter came. Uh, so oh, sweet seeds are in there, so you'll be able to grow. I guess apples. They make you grow them now. Well, yeah, it's cheaper than mailing a whole it's box. It's cheaper of fruit. than mailing a box of fruit. Absolutely. Just let me know when my box of fertilizer pots and uh, other various gardening tools gets here. Your box of fertilizer, your metal pipes, your timing mechanisms. Oh wait, no, I ordered the all-natural fertilizer. Let me know when my cow gets here. <laughs> He's building a cow bomb, Mike. We should I, do I, something. About I was gonna say this is per, this is again. I want to say this is a problem, but every single political scandal that he's undergone, he's come out stronger in the polls as a direct result of it. He, People like interesting. He, uh, you know, he can do no wrong. He could, you know, and he has shot someone on Fifth Avenue. I mean, granted, it was William Tell style, but 
he did it and everyone loved it. Yeah, yeah. He missed, but everyone yeah, still yeah. loved it. He he plugged the guy right between the eyes. I mean, well, no, because he was shooting two arrows, so he like three stooges him in both eyes. It was pretty, oh yeah, yeah, it was pretty gruesome. You were looking it at very- it from the side, obviously, so it only looked like one. But uh, I was standing behind him holding the camera, so I saw. Also, I oh, can't. I know. D- don't tell anybody that I did that because that is technically a snuff film now. And it's illegal to make those. Did you post it? That's gross. I sent it to my friend Zapruder. You sent me a link? Well, you'll have to get it from Zapruder. You know Zapruder? I don't know he Zapruder. He took the film of Kennedy being shot? Deep cut, deep cut. Not we'll, really. We'll take it. Pretty famous. Yeah, a bit. No, no, no. I didn't. Pretty famous. Lee, Lee Harvey's. I would Lee think Harvey's you would pretty remember famous. that. I don't, I don't care about there, American history. You? you were like 55 at the time? Yeah, but okay, fucking first of all. It wasn't that long ago. Second of all. That would make you about 127. <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass after this. Second of all, he introduced himself as a pruder, so I thought we hired a pruder. I didn't realize that. It was... Isn't that like a job hunting website? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Zip reputer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought that was like where you go to get jobs. That's where you yeah. That's where you hire somebody to make a film of your assassination. You go to Zip Zapruder. <laughs> I should get someone just in also, case. I mean, I am gonna, you know, I am running for mayor. Also, you did get this uh, letter from that improv class that you dropped out of, Mike. Uh, oh it, yeah. W- they wanted to make sure that you had the instructions to zip zap zop zip <laughs> zip zap zop zapruder. <laughs> yeah. Why did Got you drop it, yeah. out of that again? Uh, because they 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 took a look at me and they said no, but and yeah. <laughs> wow. That's like the one thing you're not supposed to say in improv. Yeah, said, no, yeah but they, we'll take your money anyway. Now goodbye. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. They uh, they apparently had an age limit, and they didn't believe me when I told them I was 28. <laughs> they, had they, upper, they, <laughs> they had an upper age limit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently, uh, hmm. I did notice that. Um, that oh, I that got more mic- mail for you. The, Santa oh, returned yeah. your letter. He said you're too old. <laughs> <laughs> Which is rough because you know him personally. Because I, I, I had a meeting with him two hours ago. He could have told me to his face. Oh my god, this was postmarked two hours, one hour and fifty nine minutes ago. Oh my! God. He put a timestamp on there. My god! No, the post office oh. puts the timestamp on it. It's called oh, a postmark. Yeah. Well, I'll say, I'll say what. I'll Wait, tell this you what, says the Limburg post, post office. Mike. Post Mike. I'll tell you what, the Lindbergh Post Office does its job very, very well. It, they're it, fast. It's, they're yeah, efficient. They're really quick. But only like Lindbergh to Lindbergh. It's basically like that Joseph Gordon-Levitt like bike messenger thing. It's like yeah. there's a – and it's a hazard because there's a bunch of guys riding around on bikes, no respect for the rules of the road, but they're going so fast that they never get hit. Yeah. This town is a nightmare. Why do I want to be mayor? I don't know. To clean up well, the we, streets, have to I thought. The- we gotta no. We gotta have the Raymond statue. That's what this is all about. Clean up yeah, the this, streets with this Raymond. is what this has all been leading up to. Yeah, and then you know cleaning up the streets and fixing up Limburg if there's time. If there's time, right? How's uh, so? How, did how, the t- testosterone finally get uh, get cleared away? Is that uh, is that what's is that any development on that side of things? Are you asking because you have run out and need more? Because it seems like no comment. 
it seems like maybe it's a good thing if you have run out because you think that's like a side effect thing the mic's getting so old because of the testosterone it does seem like you're doing an M. Night Shyamalan old ever since you uh, started eating the testosterone you do look like that poster for old where half because you've got the one arm that's a skeleton arm that's a new development I've got three gray hairs (laughs) that's it I did did go to like a, a focus group and hold up a picture of you from two weeks ago and then a picture of you from today with the three gray hairs, and there were screams at the at the difference. And I, I was the- behind. I was on the other side of the one way glass, and only three of them voted smash, and all the other ones voted pass. Well, that's just that's yeah. just. But you know what? That's my experience it was on all, Tinder. It was only a focus group of four, so that wasn't that bad. Uh, okay, <laughs> forty. <laughs> it was a focus group of forty. It was a focus. Okay. It was a big one. Listen. It was actually most of we. This was a pretty efficient thing because we already had our mailing list from the Jonah Helm Festival. So it's a bunch of elderly French film critics. I mean, you know, you know, old French men. They don't like anyone older than I was. Them. Go- I, was well, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, isn't this a little bit biased if to ask the French their opinions on on on, on my, you. Uh, on me? Yeah, yeah they, you know, they now like that you. you mention it, it does. It's surprising that well, to be fair, so half of them voted smash but i don't think that like the language barrier the colloquial use of that word came across like they were envisioning they, a hammer yeah they were yeah. gonna gallagher you they've i i i've yeah. seen them they were i i've seen a lot of french people i i hid in the corner but they were saying smash repeatedly but like <laughs> they're chanting doing very violent motions <laughs> so i don't think now that now that i realize what was happening here i really don't think i got anybody to say uh to say to swipe right on me so so to speak how is that going for you, by the way? The apps. I know you're playing the field now. You've got, you know, you got a lot of a little bit of heat. I'll be honest yeah. with you. I do think the 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 heat that I've been attracting, given my recent scandals and recent work, I think that that might be hurting me a little bit. But uh, regardless, I'm not exactly getting many matches. Mike, here. let me let me tell you some advice. Run for mayor. <laughs> you get a lot of action. Even though you, I, I now owe a lot of political favors when I get into office, it's still worth it. I do. I, I have seen your ledger, Alex, where it's like every time you, you know, you go off on one of your, you know, what you call meet and greets, M E A T. Of course. You put a little like notch down, like Mrs. Henderson has got like Dorothy Henderson, obviously has got like seventeen favors listed down there, and there are things. I mean, there's like you know, pick up dry cleaning, but then there's like murder my husband, like you know, it, it really escalates. So I don't know how you're gonna juggle all that along with the uh, responsibilities of running a small town. I'm very yeah, good you at put, juggling. You promised Mrs. Claus a cabinet <laughs> position. You can't even do that. You know, I'm, I'm, when I first get in, I'm going to in, introduce the Santa Claus in which that anyone with the last name Claus cannot uh, rest uh, in the cabinets. They They're can't rest They're in too the small. cabinets. They're too small. Can't fit a whole person in those cabinets. That's true. Except the elves. The elves can have all the cabinet positions because they can fit. I'm going to be a good mayor, guys. I think so. <laughs> I think so, too. Um... Uh, you know who would be a really good cabinet position? Pastrami. Pastrami would be a would be a great person to have in the in the business. Yeah, where is he? Oh well, you know, I I, I don't first I don't think he's going to be interested in that. Um, you know, 
his life has has changed dramatically i feel like since i first met him um suffice it to say though he's no longer he's paid the exit toll he's no longer within the oh yeah uh, no i mean he's been making so much testosterone obviously i mean it's doing horrible things to your body but it's still sweeping limbrook it's still the most it's like number one on the food um it's it's a food we don't have the food pyramid we don't have my plate here we have the food plateau because it's just a brick of testosterone and the rest of it is just cut off so yeah it's a solid foundation on which to uh to build your your health at least that's, that's actually... what we've been going around and saying and that's why you know they're putting it in the school lunches now exclusively I did check i did check the uh, the ledger and that is actually pastrami's favor that Alex owes him when he gets into office is to legally mandate uh, one serving of testosterone every day. Now, he seems pretty hell-bent on that, so uh, hopefully Alex comes through. Yeah, uh, yeah. I hope that. I, I think I think that that's possible. I think you can. Um, but yeah, all right. Well, good for him. I'm glad he's, he's finally uh, made it to retire retirement. Yes. I mean, he's left the confines of Limbrook. He's paid the exit toll. He has gone out to the Hamptons, uh, which, of course, is the Hamptons, but for people who work in the deli industry. Um, and he's he's closing down the deli. He's retiring in, in paradise, and uh, he has... Uh, he's gone. He's just done. He has no interest in this town anymore. And you know what I say? God bless him. He's been wow. through a lot, this man. Dishonorably discharged from the Catholic Church uh, to, you know, becoming a magnet of the deli scene. Good, you know what? Good on him. We gotta make this town good enough for Pastrami again. That's that's our new uh, campaign idea. Bring him back. Who? What's this we thing? This is me. You're fired. Uh, you can take uh, <laughs> four times. Should I give him the letter now? Nah, nah. <laughs> okay. Save, Save that one. What's in the? Yeah, letter? no. He uh he is uh I I don't know if he should come back honestly, but uh I never told you guys what he did that got him dishonorably discharged from the Catholic Church. But I, I don't think... Uh, oh, yeah, you didn't. What, did he what do happened? what most people do to get dishonorably discharged from the Catholic Church? What's that? Uh, he uh, he did. He did what everyone does in that he started an illegal uh, fight club for the boys at the Catholic school. Uh, oh, okay. From which he profited immensely, but had to give it all back, obviously. Um it was... You know, I didn't realize that was illegal. He kind of probably... Oh, wait, were you in... You were there at the time? You were one of the fighters? Because you went to Catholic <laughs> yeah. school in Limbrook, right? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I lost so many people money that I wasn't allowed you to fight, lost but I so made... so many people money. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, they dropped you from the... Yeah, yeah. A few episodes ago, I mentioned the that I... the Catholic school fight club. Yeah, yeah. A few episodes I mentioned I never started a fight, but I've ended a few. The reason why is because I hit the pavement pretty fucking hard <laughs> a lot of times. Uh, but so Pastrami is is gone. We're gonna start driving. By the way, the boat's all hooked up. I don't know. I feel like I don't. I'm not up for it today. I I feel like maybe we should just leave it here. I know we're parked in the center lane on Sunrise Highway right now, but. I don't know. We got our say. We got our hazards on. Yeah, we're fine. I just. Oh wait. Now we have our hazards on. Oh, that's why they were beeping us. Yeah, yeah. I heard the. You heard the um the loud car beeping and the horns and even that one train that went by uh just a just a few moments ago. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. It's easy to put the hazards in. Don't make me do things <laughs> that are asynchronous. Uh, what is that barge doing driving down? <laughs> Holy crap. Sunrise Iowa. Was that the Blue Angels flying by? <laughs> yeah, it's a bi- I mean, it's a big day in town, obviously, for vehicles. The the vehicle convention is in town, I know, it, which seems like too big a tent for a convention. And we barely have. The Limbrook Convention Center is barely big enough to hold everyone who's coming in for vehicle palooza. But, you know, boats, cars... Yeah biplanes, triplanes. Well, that's why I'm saying we should go. We want to get Robert Boatrone to the vehicle palooza. Yeah, I Robert don't know. Boatrone. Damn it. I gotta be honest. Why I, uh, I, I posted on Facebook that we were gonna be at vehicle palooza. You know, we were gonna have our stand where we were gonna show off Rob Boat Boatrone and, and somebody, somebody commented something pretty hurtful. Oh yeah? Did he say our show is too long and that we spend too much time doing doing chit chat? And, and that we're like no that? good libtards who only care about being woke? No, he Again? said He said our boat's only five feet eleven inches and three quarters long. And no, I, clearly I measured it's it myself. six feet. Right? Bow to stern, it's clearly six feet long. Yeah. Yeah. I don't you know. I'll measure it again. It just sort of put me in a tailspin li- a little bit. No, no when I lay down, I'm exactly... Planes. When I lay down and I'm sit in, in my chair sitting position, well, I'm exactly half the length of the boat, so it's got to be... You know, why don't we go test... Let's open the door and, you know, just, you know, wave your hands so people don't, in the right lane of the Sunrise Highway, don't hit us. Uh, let's go around to I'm the back here. where we're towing... Rob Boat Boat Forget Rob. about it. And, uh... And, Mike, why oh don't you... Oh my god, Elon Musk, where is your rocket launching right now? Come on. <laughs> the seagulls sure are loud today. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> well... Sorry. Let me take the tarp off. And, uh, Mike, why don't you hop up on there? And obviously Take this care. is going to be Wait, very squeaky. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, it's really squeaky. Yeah, because wow. you're wearing those uh, uh, hot pants, so it's it's all thigh on uh, whatever boats are made out of. Yeah, there's a lot of chafing happening right about now, actually. Uh, all right. Be careful, because you do have that it. old uh, skeleton arm. You know, you don't want to scrape the bone. Three, three, <laughs> Oh no. He, as he, w- as he got on Robboat Barone, it detached from the recreational, and we're on a grade, so he's rolling down uh, Sunrise Highway. Uh, uh, no, okay, it's all right. He, he front-ended somebody, so that stopped him. Let's just get in the recreational. You want to start the episode now? Yeah, let's get in the recreational, throw it in reverse, catch up to Mike. <laughs> Mike! Start the, start the episode. All back here. So while I'm doing this, it's a long backup. I mean, he went far. So why don't you just, uh, you know yeah, how to start the, the, doors. the Lenovo? You want, you want to start the Lenovo? Oh, yeah, I guess I should do that. You know, start the recording. Hang on, this thing's always jiggy. I got to unplug it, replug it back in. It's incredibly jiggy ever since we downloaded Mac OS Will Smith. 
Yeah, but now it's hot. Yes. I made it. Oh, good. Hi, man. That, uh, that that gang of of Harley Davidson riders really uh, really threw me off. You guys heard them, right? As they all as they all rode by. Well, now you got a bone arm and a bone leg. So right. you know what? First of all, those guys really did steal my leg. I do have a peg leg now, and that 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 did uh, that that is bad. And I have a peg leg ha for eight years. However, this other arm is just a little less because when I when I did my curls earlier today, I didn't I used. And they 30 look, pounds on they this look, arm. Your curls look incredibly bouncy and voluminous today. Are you using fructis? Yeah, actually, yeah, I am. Actually, no, uh, Arm and Arm and Hammer. Arm and, and Hammer really, fructis. Yeah, yeah, they 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 recently crossed over. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, crossover yeah, shampoo. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's awesome. <laughs> we gotta get some you've of heard, that in. You've heard of a, In the you've heard of a two in one. These guys. This is. This, uh, this is, is a, a one four. and one. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. All right. That's it. I'm pressing record. Okay. Welcome back to Everybody Loves. Everybody Loves Raymond. My name is Alex, and I'm here with my two friends, Mike. Hello. And Adam. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about season two. I should park two. the car. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Today we're going to be talking about season two, episode 22, triple two, six feet under. Right after this. Do you guys hear that truck honking its horn in the classic truck fashion? Yeah, I do. Well, because I was doing this, the arm motion. You're and doing you that through the, the rear window. Oh my god! So, for improv, I have this book. This book is called The Dictionary of Cultural Literacy. So, it's 600 pages. Give me a number between 1 and 600. 412. 412. Okay. So, uh, there actually is a map on page 412. So, 413. Give me a number between 1 and 10. 6. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Charleston. Two cities in the south. One a port city in southeastern South Carolina. The other, ca the, other the capital of West Virginia. There's your suggestion. Also a Charleston. Dance. Also a dance. Ooh. Well, see here, Mike. Uh, I think uh, our partnership is going to be pretty successful. I make the moonshine. You run the moonshine. I think uh, this is the beginning of a long, beautiful friendship. You know what they? You know what I say? I'm a rambler. I'm a gambler. I'm a. I'm a long way from home. If you don't like me, we'll leave me alone. Uh, yeah. What is my, this? What are you doing right now? I was quoting the song Moonshiner, like the classic, the classic drinking song. Are you not? It was funny because we're doing a deal with Moonshine. I figured I'd close it huh. with the lyrics to the folk drinking song. You know what? And you're not. That sounded pretty good. What, let's say we take this Moonshine thing off the table. How about we get you in the studio? You, no, I'm just here for the alcohol. I don't know if that's a good idea. Okay. No, no. Uh, I got, I got the ladder. I got the Windex, and I got the rags. I'm ready to shine the moon. Oh, son. This Listen. is my boy. This is Alex. He's, uh, you know, he's a good kid, but doesn't really get what moonshining's all about. And Alex, we're not doing moonshine anymore. We're getting this kid in the studio because he's got the voice. The studio's on the moon? <laughs> I don't... Listen, guys, I just, I, I'll be honest with you. I think, you know, I've always been told I have a face for radio. I don't think my voice is necessarily for radio either. I, I don't know. I'd listen to you if you were on a podcast every week. Really? Said, well, yeah. What's, what's this now podcast that you're talking about here? I'm I'm quite interested in that idea. As well, long actually, as we get I am... him in the studio 
That's the thing I'm most invested in, is getting him in the studio. I don't care what we're recording. I, uh, I mean, well, that's very kind of you. I, I don't know. I am, I am a part of this, actually, this, this pretty awesome podcast. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Everybody Loves, Everybody Loves Raymond. And, uh, it's, it's great. And, you know... Alex, you've heard of it, right? Nope. Okay, great. Well, it's a great it's a great show. I was listening to it on the way here, and actually, you know, um, what's what's really awesome about it is that not only do we release weekly content, we we release one extra episode every single month for people that are uh, subscribed to what we call the Barone Zone. Does that interest you at all? Are you sure that's what it's called? The Bar- I'm sorry, the Barone Zonus. That's that. That's what it's called. Isn't the Barone Zone where they record like a kind of all in the family thing, where it's like it's not a place, it's a people. It, I've never seen the show, but that's what I imagine. Yeah, yeah, kinda. Yeah, you you could now say this, that. Now this this Barone Zone, this is your studio. The Baronus Zonus. We use the studio. Is that what you're uh, what you're referring to? Are you use? Do you let, let's lay it all out on the table. I want to get you in the studio. I'm aware of this. So if that very clear. Baronis, Barone, whatever it is, if it's a studio, I want to know a little bit more about it. How can I, how can I get you in the studio, so to speak? That is to say, get access to the Baronis Zonus. Well, it's actually great. You have to pay a little bit of money, but it's pay what you want. I've got plenty pay- of money, friend. Well, awesome then you can pay as much as you want or as little as you want as a one-time fee. Uh, you can give me as little as $1 or as much as, you know, you could throw 10000 my way if that's if that's really, am I really paying, what you would like. Am I paying you or am I paying the owner of this studio here for studio time in which I can get you in the studio? Where do you want me to go again? I'm not think, 100% clear. You know, now that we're talking, I think I might like to get you in the studio. In the studio? Okay, gotcha. The studio? Yeah. Um, Stu Stu Studio. Hi, I'm Phil Collins. So anyway, to get in the studio, the studio being the Baronis Zonus, you just have to go to postfund.org slash donate. That's postfund.org slash donate and give a one-time donation to have lifetime access to the Baronis Zonus and all of the extra content that's available there. So, yeah, it's, it's great. And that's how you would get me. <laughs> In the studios, if you you know, donate, don't donate, and then you'll hear all the all the studio there. <laughs> if I Great. donate, I can hear all the studio. You can hear all of the studio. That's correct. Well, shit. You know that new sound I've been looking for? Well, I'm gonna be listening to the Baronis Zonis. Ah, <laughs> uh, are you guys okay? Are you guys doing good? I'm good. Amazingly, I'm fine. All the glass just went around me, and the parts that were going to hit me just happened to hit Mike. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay too. Thank you for asking. It's kind of our dynamic. It's you know, pretty. It's just how it is. It is pretty convenient that because you have, you know, your bones are exposed because you're M Night Shyamalan old. You don't. You That's didn't get any cuts. You're not bleeding at all. Yeah, the blood's There's, so like congealed, like it well, just like it's like Jello. Yeah, I mean... The good guys. news is that, you know, when we got rear-ended, we got rear-ended so hard that it put the truck pushed the recreational vehicle into the emergency room 
like drop-off thing at St. Raymond's Hospital. So we were able to just walk right in and get care immediately. And thankfully, we're covered by Mike's Medicaid. So um, we got the Lenovo plugged in. We're ready to go. That might have been fraudulently issued. I want to. I want to emphasize. I don't I know. I'm pretty sure you're eligible for Medicare and Social Security and AARP magazine, Mike. Three gay, three gray hairs, Adam. I don't. I don't know if that's if that's how this. But we've works. got the Lenovo. <laughs> it's like rings in a tree, but we've got the <laughs> Lenovo plugged into one of those weird floor outlets that places have, and I think you know. I don't think the nurses mind. I say we just, you know, record the episode here, right? Yeah, I think that's okay. a good idea. So, Alex, get Mike. us clean. What clean? Get the intro. Oh. Don't worry. We'll cut all this together if we have time. Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome back, everyone. We are recovering from a crash, and uh, we're about to tackle <laughs> what I like to call the Mike's Memoir of Raymond episodes, Six Feet Under. Listen, Ooh. I'm not that... <laughs> let's start with uh, let's start with the like uh, first impressions, Mike. What did this episode mean for you specifically? Don't appreciate the uh, don't appreciate the implication there, but I will say um, I thought this was a fine episode. I thought this had some very good moments, some very good character moments. I uh, I really enjoyed um, a lot of what Raymond's arc was. I thought that it was it was a very interesting moment. I yeah, I just. I generally enjoyed it. I don't think it ranks in like the top ten for me by any stretch of the imagination, but I think it was uh, I think it was a solid episode. It was a fine episode. Had some good laughs, good character moments. It was yeah, solid. How about you, Adam? What do you think? I have to agree. It was a solid episode. I did think it had the I guess it's the third scene where Deborah's reading Ray's list. I thought was really funny. So I feel like oh, for yeah, that, that alone, for Marie and Frank arguing about the burial plot, um, and then the scene where Marie has found a, a cemetery that can fit all of them. Like, some real high points in this episode, so I want to give it credit for that, for sure. I mean, plot-wise, not the most interesting one. Like, you know, there's no, there's definitely no, like, emotional heft to this episode, but I think it is solid. Uh, definitely some funny moments. That made me genuinely laugh. So, I'm uh, I, I'd give it seven stars, but that's a completely separate many? rating from the barometer. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 separate. Alex, yeah. your overall impression? Yeah. So, it, it it yeah, like you guys were saying, it it was a fine episode. It was one of those episodes that like kind of just ended. Like there wasn't really a, a like a overall conclusion to it it was more just like a day in the life with the barones mm -hmm. except today they're talking about death um i thought ray's uh you know pass through of like the midlife crisis was interesting and kind of how he began to kind of like deal with it in his own way um and the kind of lack of support from everyone else in the family yet he still kind of came out around uh at the end um until you know deborah literally supported him with those lifts in the end um, I thought it was an interesting episode. I didn't love it, didn't hate it. It was a mid-tier Raymond episode, which a lot of them are because, you know, to have good and bad ones, you need stuff in the middle. Yeah, I totally agree, Alex. Um, so what do you guys say that we start breaking, uh, Six Feet Under Season 2, Episode 22 down scene by scene? Pass the shovel. 
This hospital, by the way, so many shovel injuries, and it's not even snowing. I think it's people who thought it was going to snow went out there with their shovels and then, unfortunately, you know, were injured through other means. <laughs> yeah. But they brought you their know, shovels had with shovels, them. things happened. Yeah, yeah. Shovels are dangerous. Yeah. Um, so the, shovels the, be tripping. <laughs> the episode opens uh, with our cold open, which is Ray and Deborah's house. Uh, Ray, Deborah, and the kids are in the kitchen, and Deborah uh, is setting up this giraffe... Uh, that has measurements on them, on it, uh, which is a great, like, if you're gonna put a, you know, ruler on any animal, giraffe, perfect one, right? Absolutely, I'm with you. Yes. So Ray, uh, I feel like Ray cuts in front of Allie and says he wants to go first. Uh, Deborah's like, all right, who wants to measure themselves? Uh, Ray goes first, gets up against the giraffe, and Deborah says he's 5'11 and three quarters. Uh, this sends Ray into a tailspin, obviously, because he insists he's six feet tall. He's very uh, focused on six feet tall. He says, no, no, I'm six feet tall. Ray Barone, black hair, brown eyes, six feet tall. Uh, Can I just throw out there? Yeah. I thought this was a weird detail. Just happened to look it up. Um... The real Ray Romano is 6'2", so I don't know why they made him two inches shorter in the real thing. They could have easily done this as 6'1 and three quarters, but... No, that's uh, not as... Well, Ian, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. Because, like, if it's like you're... You lose the six. Yeah. And that's the part the ladies hear. Yeah, yeah. I should know. I'm tall. That's, like, the arbitrary dividing line, because, like, if you're going down from 6'2 to 6'1, we could still talk about him shrinking, but it's like, I'm not as much of a, you know, tall man anymore. Yeah, haven't you seen the memes, Mike? I've seen many memes. Six feet tall, 5'11. He's very, very short. Yes, that's true. I guess, but the thing that is also interesting to me is they they needed to make that... Uh, that Two giraffe taller, yeah. in incorrect measurement. Yeah, they had to make it so that oh, it looked like it was six point. feet. Oh, that's a great point. Wow, yeah, yeah. that's a lie. That or is a Ray great point. Or Ray had to wear reverse lifts. Yeah, or they could have <laughs> also dug out like two inches yeah, in the yeah. set underneath him. Yeah, that's good blocking. Um, that's yeah. a really great point, Mike. That didn't even occur to me. I guess they would just start from the top then. And or they would just make yeah. every inch a little bit taller. Like or they, they used the real giraffe and just put it two inches higher, but yeah. did the camera work in a way you that you couldn't tell? You could see the whole tell. thing, though. Could you? Yeah. Could you see the feet? We saw his feet. Okay. I'm sure this was a discussion that, that people had at the time Raymond on the set. <laughs> what? Get up. Maybe not <laughs> here in up. the hospital waiting room. Well, do it on your phone and sort of like yeah, hold yeah, yeah. it in towards yourself. Hang on, the nurse is looking it up, too. <laughs> Do you want to? Do you want to be on the show? No, ma'am. No, she doesn't. No, she. She what? <laughs> wow! Look at that score. That's uh, he's, this guy's got a uh, four point three two on Wikifeet Men. Is that he real? He does better on the barometer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah, is, like, that, is it out of ten or out of five? The, out of five, out of five. Wow, there are screen caps from the episodes. They're all from Everybody Loves Raymond, actually. This is, With uh, his feet. Yeah. Wow. Are in the frame. I would and not that one's have got thought. his butt. Look at that. People are weird, well, man. that's on my search history forever. You didn't go we're incognito? Weird. I don't think we're that weird. <laughs> no, I forgot to. And then I then I looked it up. And I don't know if late. you forgot to. I think you were planning on coming back to it later. <laughs> Saved it for later. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. yeah. Bookmark. Well, now you'll have an explanation when it comes up in your search history. Um, it was for our podcast, I swear. It's research. Uh, your bookmarks bar, by the way, is is something to behold. I mean. Yeah, true. Yeah, we don't have to go through each and every one, but let's just no, say. No, I would really rather we didn't actually. I mean, let's just say, you know, anti-aging cream on Amazon, anti-aging cream on walmart.com anti-aging hearing aids ear trumpet I'm never going (laughs) shopping for my grandfather again I don't appreciate this Uh, you keep you uh, the one that keeps coming up I mean I'm just looking over your shoulder now at your phone and the one that keeps coming up is de-aging machine Mike that doesn't exist you don't know that yet, first of all. Second of all. <laughs> Mike, put your phone Time away. machine young again? What? All right. All right. I'm off my phone. Never wow, die? Why did you it's put done. never die into Bing? Because I was looking for... Because I didn't trust Google with that information. I figured if there was a fountain of youth, I didn't trust the organization of Google to, get, to tell me about it. I wanted to go off Why course, Why are you okay? asking Jeeves, will I live forever? I'm so scared. Please help me, Jeeves. <laughs> I don't, because Jeeves is honest with me. He's a reassuring voice. <laughs> We're getting off topic. So Ray is sad he's not six feet tall. <laughs> yeah, so Ray says he's not six feet tall. Put your phone away. The nurses are looking. All right, good. We Somebody didn't get just died in the ER. My- <laughs> Stop. And if you guys would have let me complete my Jeeves search, I would have figured this You're out. You're airplaying to the waiting room TV, and it's still on WikiFeet Men. All these kids were watching fucking Milo and Otis, and you're, you know, now they're looking at uh, Ray's 4.32. Yeah, and they are, they're all saying, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> they're, they're agreeing. Um, so... Ray is upset that he's not six feet tall. He says guys care about height like women care about weight. This hit, this hit me like a, a punch in the face. I have to say this was. Yeah, because I you're, feel like this was our most. Talk to us. What? Talk to us. I feel like this was our first like, uh, sitcom. Men, men are like this. Women are like this. Joke. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck. But I do think they spin it well. And that's I feel like that's the thing with this show is like they can start from a place like Ray wants to watch the game or, you know, men are like this and women are like this. Um, the fact that they call it back a couple times um, and then, you know, how it's played in this scene. I feel like they do a good job of not making that the whole joke. Of I like, agree. My wife won't let me watch the game, so I'm going to sneak out into the garage with the fellas and drink beers, and then my wife's going to come in. I'm going to quickly hide my beer. Um, yeah, so I feel like they, they do a good job. I just, you know, I don't like my wife humor. It was going to come was, up at I'm, some point. Yeah, yeah and I'm going to be honest with you. I thought that was, I thought this was a well-done little, little joke yeah. there, even if it's, you know, the, like... Deborah's reaction when he said, "What are you, 140?" I thought that was yeah. it was good acting. It was good comedy. It was yeah. good. And I, I like I thought it was uh, fine. how Ray uh when she reacts like that, Ray says, "Don't get on your high horse if you can't stand the smell." I like how you can kind of hear him figuring it out as he's saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um so I feel like, you know, they can take I guess what I'm trying to say is they can take a punchline that other shows would not 
find the funny with as effectively and find something unique about it. Um, mm-hmm. Deborah says that maybe Ray is shrinking, uh, and this uh, this really throws Ray into crisis. Uh, just the idea that he's shrinking. Um, I can't imagine what he would do if he was in your situation, Mike, being M Night Shyamalan old. Um, but he guys, walks off. He goes upstairs. The button on the scene is Deborah telling the kids, "Mommy is not one forty." Um, Can I also yeah. throw out there? The kids never got measured. That, Ellie uh, never got her got her height taken. I think they're just gonna recover for a second after <laughs> Ray ran off in visible distress. And then they're gonna get all the kids measured. Yeah. Of course, they'll I think be Allie two looked at, it, at her father and said, "You know, maybe I don't want to know how tall I am." <laughs> also, can I we don't talk think about I'm how... six feet either. I also like that moment <laughs> when um, Deborah was like, "Who cares? I love you. The kids love you, right? Kids, you love daddy." And they were dead quiet. Yeah. I thought that was also a very yeah, funny. That moment. was that was great. Yeah. A lot of funny moments in this little intro. Yeah, area. it was a solid one. Uh, we cut to Sunnyside Elementary School gym locker room. I, re- I noticed the banner, set design, helping us out here. Noticed the banner that said Sunnyside Elementary School. Um, Sunnyside is not a real elementary school in Limbrook? Question mark? Nope. Uh, no, is Sunnyside a neighborhood in Queens? It is. That's what I thought. So another example of... They, they, you know, they want Limbrook to be Queens so bad. They want so Limbrook bad. to be Queens yeah. so bad. They didn't do any research as to what things are actually called in Limbrook. They just because you got Hillcrest High School, Sunnyside Elementary. Uh, I don't. I don't think we get a reference to the middle school, at least not yet. But, no, yeah. but I do know the names of them just in case. Yeah, I think I there's a mine. line in this episode where so Ray that. says, "I'm going to throw myself off the White Stone Bridge because I'm so upset about being old." Right. That's a very long drive from Limbrook. <laughs> yeah, he that's, says that is also the Throgsneck Bridge is right over there here in. I mean Lindbrook. Um, you know, you got Queens. It. You got Yeah, yeah, exactly. Queens humor. Queens humor. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I think we've covered every... We've we got covered it. the bases. We did it. We found every joke you could possibly make about Queens. <laughs> and joke is a strong word. So <laughs> yeah. Comment. We're in the <laughs> transposition. So we're in the gym locker room uh kevin andy robert ray and gianni come in uh you know they are incredibly sweaty for you know one of their rec league basketball games they all have uh sweat just pouring off of them uh but they they lost and not well by the way i will say this is this doesn't matter this doesn't matter at all they got the V sweat, but they don't have any underarm sweat. They don't have no. any sweat anywhere else. No. It's just the V. What if no. they have, like, no. No. aqueducts? You no, missed. Did they? Yeah. Not everybody did. Uh, I think it was Andy. Yeah, Andy had sweat. This I, thought, is... I, didn't, I didn't notice everybody. What if it's I like... It was just... I was very observant, Mike. Yeah. They've got aqueducts going from underneath their underarms <laughs> to the front of their chest so that all of the sweat just goes there and their well, underarms the stay nice and dry. So that when ladies look, you could be like, my eyes are up here. <laughs> Continue, Adam. Cue laughter. Yeah, uh, Adam, could you just put in, like, uproarious laugh track <laughs> right after that Actually, line? Actually, I think I'm going to add extra beats of silence after that. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's great. It, I mean, it did kill in the hospital. I will say, you know, everyone yeah, everybody, yeah, but not, but not in a good way. 
Unfortunately, just, these mics are turned way down, so they're barely picking <laughs> anything up. Um, they just wanted a distraction from the wiki feet. Please <laughs> stop airplaying. <laughs> I wish I knew how. <laughs> oh my god, you're airplaying it to other TVs now. Okay, yeah. I'm trying to turn this one off by connecting it to other TVs <laughs> to give those guys a break, but it's just spreading like a computer virus. Um. Anyway, uh. They blew the uh, Ray, so they lost the game. Nemo's team lost the game, uh, and Ray says he blew the game-winning shot. Uh, he's, and he seems to think it's because he's shorter now, and he's gonna keep shrinking. He's apparently been in this prolonged crisis. Um, Robert points this out. Of course, he says that he's having the old midlife crisis. Kevin says, uh, I didn't capture everything here, so I'm just going to give you what I wrote down. Kevin can't wait for his midlife crisis. I'm going to get a Harley and a girl who's impressed by Harleys. I like Ray's response to that. Deborah's not going to let me have either of those. That is funny. Is is Kevin married in this yet? I don't know. I don't know if Kevin... I mean, we know Doug is married, obviously, but... Right, but is he Doug yet? No, he hasn't transformed. Mm. He hasn't evolved into Doug yet. Um, Andy tells him that Andy tells Ray that he went to a self-improvement seminar to meet women and learn that people with goals don't worry so much about getting old. Uh, Ray asks him if he met any women and Andy says, no, apparently I don't appeal to women with goals, which I felt like a funny line, good line, good, like in character thing for what they're developing for Andy, which is just this insatiably horny, like creep. Um, It Poor seems, Andy. by the way, so much harder to get self-help in the 90s where you had to go to a seminar instead of just, like, you know, buying an audiobook or something. Like, or looking yeah. it up on YouTube. Yeah, watching yeah. a Tony watching Tony Robbins scream at someone on YouTube. Yeah. Tony Robbins' compilation, 10 Hours. We certainly live in the golden age. We know this. We, we live do. in the we golden do. age of Tony Robbins screaming at people. He's... If only... If only Andy had access to YouTube, maybe he'd be less of an insatiably <laughs> horny bastard. If only Andy had access to WikiFeed men. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Robert says that, uh, so they're talking about goals, and Robert says that he always wanted to run the New York Marathon. Um, I don't remember what anybody said in response to that. Maybe nobody said anything, but Andy tells... Someone, Raymond was like, really? The New York Marathon or something like yeah, that? Something yeah, something like it was, that. It was, it was, it was it's no just something I, It felt like it was just they... This was the second draft of the script, and they wanted to set up Robert, you know, uh, later for his uh, brief stint as a runner. Um, Andy <laughs> didn't tells... Didn't even make it out the door. <laughs> didn't even make it off the counter. Andy tells Ray to make a list of 100 things he wants to do before he dies. I thought it was funny how everyone reacts to 100 things. Like, 100? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> that does seem like a it lot. It seems like a that lot. Does... I don't know if I could yeah. think of 100 things uh, without, like, it being similar things, like travel to this place, travel to this place. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like well, you could get it that way, but... We yeah. see later that Raymond also has a lot of similar things yeah. on his list. Yeah. Uh, Ray says, uh, and this is the button on the scene, uh, Ray says he doesn't need that, he just needs another quarter inch. Andy says almost like like he's turning to the camera and like shrugging cartoonishly. He doesn't do this, but he may as well. He says, who doesn't? Uh, which might be our 
first proper dick joke in this show. <laughs> like, I feel like we've had implications. We've had, like, people get hit in the balls and stuff. But this that is, is our first joke. hardcore dick joke. Yep. And it was in, uh, we were watching it together. It was an easy one, but I'm glad they, they landed yeah, it. It was a layup. Yeah. It was definitely a layup. Somebody heard quarter inch and they were like, I got it. Penis. <laughs> How do we end the scene? I got it, Billy. <laughs> Un- yeah, unzip it. Unzip that joke. Uh, we cut to Ray and Deborah's bedroom. Deborah's, I, I guess Ray keeps a journal or something. Uh, and she, we cut to the moment of her saying. She already found it. Yeah. Yeah, her discovering finding it. Finding it and reading it and uh, being shocked. Things to do before I die. And uh, Ray tells her that he needs some goals, something to shoot for. Um, and Deborah pauses. There's a beat. She says, you want to have an affair? Uh, Ray says, what? She says, well, you won't show me. Uh, by the way, Ray being very like defensive with his precious journal. Um, uh, well, you won't show me. And he says, yeah, I put have an affair on paper. That's one of my goals. Disappoint another woman. That was funny. That was, that was funny. a good line. Yeah. This, is, good this, is a, this is a fun scene. Yeah, this is a great scene. I, uh, Deborah snatches the journal from him and reads, Peking duck, goat cheese pizza. <laughs> so your goal is just to eat things you've never eaten before. <laughs> That's so real. That's so real. Like, if I was being honest with myself, the number of dishes that I would put on there that I've just never consumed... <laughs> Just, well, if you've got to think of a hundred like, things, you got to get around to just food yeah. at a certain point. Yeah, and it's just two funny like foods to have next to each other. Yeah, two totally Peking different. Duck, goat cheese, pizza, and then <laughs> the third beat of this joke: enlarged prostate. That's something I want to avoid. Not something I wish to eat. Uh, it was Good very delivery. funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Deborah says he's a writer. Ray's a writer. Shouldn't he want to write the great American novel? Ray says, yeah, I thought about that, but I don't even want to read the great American novel. Um, Deborah says there's got to be something besides never throw up again. That would make me laugh. <laughs> he asks. Uh, but I also get it. I get yeah, that Yeah. Do- oh, totally. If I could avoid it, I would. Um, yeah, it's a weird goal, though, because it's, it's not something that you really can avoid it's if a, you get sick. Yeah, it's like a goal of of deficit right it's like i it, my goal is to not do that um yeah yeah he asks yeah. uh ray asks deborah then what her dreams are uh and she says she thought it would be nice if they moved upstate after the kids grew up and opened a bed and breakfast um and good idea bad idea I think that's a good idea, yeah. Bad idea. As someone from where I presume Deborah would consider upstate, uh, but where upstate New York. Westchester? No. The Hudson Valley, certainly. I bet Deborah is is picturing, like, uh, not the Catskills, but, like, you know, like Wappingers Falls or something. There's a little something for my Duchess County friends out there. Lake Minnewaska, uh, like yeah, that kind of like, thing. Uh, we're talking You're that, a very spe- that area. specific geographical location. Oh, I could talk about specific geographical she locations in the Hudson state, Valley man. all day. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I, If I'm getting re- being retired, I want to relax. Well, running a bed and breakfast is a deeply busy and stressful experience yeah. i would never want to do that yeah knit and sell scarves that's a good retirement job yeah sure i think it's more of a vibe that she's looking for though she wants like that gilmore girls kind of thing 
Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, this is stressing Ray out, though, the thought that Deborah has, like, some concrete dream to shoot for. Uh, he says this and he is, doesn't like it. He does not like it. This is all happening way too fast. I got to think of something before we end up with your bed and breakfast, tucking in a gay couple from Cleveland. And I... I <laughs> I like that image. I just Ray like two so adult men in the bed. Ray, I like that it's also his job to tuck them, them in. <laughs> like that's all Deborah trusts him with. All right, go tuck in our guests. Um, Deborah thinks that Ray might just be content. You know, he has a great job, great family, loving wife who weighs nowhere near one forty. She says. Uh, maybe he's actually living his dream already, and that's why he's having trouble thinking of any goals. Uh, this does not calm Raymond down at well, all. Well, at first, does. at first it does. He thinks that that might be true. He's happy for a minute. He sort of like smiles to himself, and then he thinks about it for a second. If that's true, and I've already done everything, then I guess this is all there is. <laughs> and he sort of stares off into the middle distance. And then I love that he turns to Deborah and flashes this incredibly fake smile at her. Yep. <laughs> and that's just trying to the recover scene. the yes. damage that he knows yeah. he just, just, just did. And... Some good acting by Ray in, yeah, this, sure. uh, in this scene. I liked it. It's yeah, well timed, definitely. definitely. Um, I think it's the best scene of this. Yeah, episode. I love this scene. Um, I would agree. So we cut to the Barone house. Uh, Ray is uh, walking into the kitchen. Marie is making eggs, and Frank is at the table. Um, Ray asks if they remember him having a dream as a kid. Frank says, I remember you wetting the bed. And zinger. Zinger. And Ray says, no, what did I want to be? And Frank says, dry. Great one-two punch. Um, set him up, knock him down. There you go. Set Piggy. him up, knock him down. Robert walks Got in him. in some athleisure wear. Uh, Marie asks him how many eggs he wants. Robert says three. Make them raw in a glass uh, because he's training for the marathon. Um, Frank says, uh, oh, marathon, put me down for a dollar a mile. And Robert says, it's not a sponsorship thing. And Frank says, no, as a bet, uh, because he doesn't think Robert's going to make it. Uh, Ray defends him, though. He's uh, supporting Robert because he's kind of jealous that he has a dream and Ray has nothing. And then Brad Garrett And Robert has, makes the best point of the, of the episode. Yeah, he has, like, this great little monologue, uh, really well delivered. You got nothing? House, wife, little daughter, twin boys. That's nothing to you? That was my dream. Why don't you just take your little midlife, I'm shrinking, I'm dying, I don't have any dreams, back across the street to paradise. Just a, <laughs> he's, delivery is so great. Very and then as he's finishing his monologue, putting his leg up on the counter and just pausing mid-sentence because he pulls something. And just <laughs> the one, exp I just, I, I, I'm always in awe when it's just like, Nothing actually changes. There's no sound effect. There's no nothing. Just the expression on Brad Garrett's face makes you tells you everything you need to know yeah. in that moment of just like he hurt himself. Uh, By the way, yeah, I gotta say, NYPD has a very very rigorous like physical fitness part portion of their recruitment thing, which you Robert's know because got, you tried and failed. Of course, absolutely. <laughs> um, Robert's got to be able to run at least three miles. Like, I don't know what the exact requirement is. But that's a far cry from 26.2, so he's still got to train. But 
he's not like completely out of shape. He's a, he's it's still a job where you have to be able to do something, you know. I think he might have just moved in the wrong way and pulled something like because he's not used to stretching for running in that way. Like this was more of a thing of Ray and Frank both both casting doubt on him being able to do. Be, I believe Frank said mile two. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna be crying for his mommy or something like that. I think I could give him a five k. Maybe he doesn't get to to a ten k, but I think he could do a five k. Oh, yeah, I, I think, think Robert, could yeah. anyone point. could do a five. That's not true. He also might anyone have can been, walk a five k. Walk a five k. Yeah. <laughs> he also might have been like you know pushing himself too hard. Maybe this isn't the first time that he's training as well. Like maybe he went on another run earlier and like he just doesn't know how to pace himself or something. Um. I like the idea yeah. that this is his first run. Yeah. And he pulls something right out the gate. Regardless, you know, he puts his leg up on the counter, pauses, he tells Ray to help him down, and he says, guess I'll have to scratch dream number two off the list. And then he's walking off. He says, you can cook those eggs now, Ma. Because uh, he, he's not going to take them raw anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah take them yes. raw. So I missed that. I missed that connection the first time. That's a funny. That's a funny bit. You can cook those eggs, Ma. He walks off. Uh, so he's gone. Ray sits down at the table. Frank says, "You know, I always wanted. I had a dream too. I always wanted to sing like Tony Bennett." Um, and this was this. This was like a really. This was like an actual vulnerable dream from Frank right here. This is sweet. Yeah, it was. And it sets up the best part of the episode. <laughs> It is a really strong, when it pays off at the end, it's really strong. Um, he says he wanted to sing like Tony Bennett. It's definitely possible that nine currently, you know, 95-year-old or whatever crooner Tony Bennett is not someone that everyone's familiar with. He's had a little bit of a renaissance in the past, you know, 10 years because I guess. he's best friends with Lady Gaga. But, yeah. uh Obviously, so Tony Bennett, you know, is a legendary uh, American singer. He he sings like you know traditional pop, great American songbook, big band, like jazz. Um, he, Twenty Grammy Awards, Lifetime Achievement Award, two Primetime Emmys, um, and you know he's sold more than fifty million records worldwide. All that is great, but rele- relevant to us. Tony Bennett and Billy Joel recorded a duet uh, of New York State of Mind for uh, the 2001 album oh. uh, Playing With My Friends, Bennett Sings the Blues. And can received... we play one second of that right here? Mike, can you... I know you can't take it off the screen, but can you airplay the song onto the hospital TVs? Sure, Over... sure, one second. Wiki oh, God. Feet, oh, God, it's playing, but it's like it's it's slowly zooming in <laughs> on Raven's feet as it goes. Oh, it's one of those is, algorithmically so generated photo collages now that your phone yeah, yeah. will do. Well, but yeah, so you can hear it. So um, that was nominated for a Grammy for Best Pop Collaboration with Vocals in 2002. Uh, the two performed the song on the award telecast that night, and they also performed the song again at Shea Stadium during Joel's concert in 2008 to commemorate the closing of the stadium. Ah, uh, that's awesome. So that is cool. Tony Bennett was there when they knocked down Shea Stadium around him and Billy Joel. I do remember that 
I uh, yeah, they 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 took the the wrecking balls right to him. <laughs> to was, him. It was a <laughs> it, he he was he's a trooper though. He did didn't do anything. He, took it, he didn't kept even singing. flinch. Didn't even flinch. Long yeah. mic cable. No, no notes missed. Um, so that's Tony Bennett. Um, one guy Frank says is born in Brooklyn. One guy is born in Sutton Place. One guy this, another guy that, da 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 so on oh, and so long forth. Long rambling. Yeah. Um, Ray, in fact, gets fed up with this long rambling and says, what are you talking about? Um, Frank says, you die. You did what you did. Uh, you know, honing in on what Ray's afraid of here is his fear of dying. Um, in fact, Marie says, it's obvious that Ray's afraid of dying. Uh, and Frank yells at him, it's gonna happen, you're gonna die. Um, I thought he said that in a way that was just so funny. Yeah. That mm-hmm. a father says it very to, his, to his son in that type of way. It's very funny. He's very casual about it, which, you know, in a way... It's true. Yeah, you know, knock the uh, the stigma off of it, I guess. Um, Marie says they're all afraid of death, but the, po- the important thing is to be ready as she opens up the Sucrets drawer... Yeah, uh, we see the sucrets. She does take the sucrets out, which is very funny to think that they're still it. in there. <laughs> yeah. Robert, now 40, is still living there, so she still has to lock them up. Um, she takes out their will, their insurance, and the deed to their burial plot. Um, where's the permit for the neighbor's parade, Ray says, which is pretty funny. Um, Real quick, you guys go in, you guys go in burial or cremation? Probably cremation. I don't see any reason to to get buried, really. Mike? I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be buried. Uh, of course you're gonna be buried. Yeah. I'm team cream all the team way. Team cream! Don't, don't, you, don't say it like that, Alex. Who? Are you kidding me? Hashtag team cream. Right now, show Share this hands. episode all around. Show of hands. Hashtag Who team in cream. the waiting room? Kids, listen up. Turn away from WikiFeet men. Who in the waiting <laughs> room is team cream? Okay. One, two, three, four, five... Uh, Unanimous. And who's on the Barry Boys? Unanimous. Unanimous. That's, that's Anyone for the Barry Boys? Ray, Ray said it best. I don't want to be just He's up. dis dis dismembering it underground for. Why like, not? That's the natural state of things. Makes me uncomfortable. I'd Everybody rather just be it. Ash. He no, says he's not deny- all that gung ho about decomposing to be. Yeah, that's the word fact, I was looking for. I agree. You know, I disagree. You gotta be, a, you gotta be a part of the cycle. Put me into a protein shake. Drink me as a dare. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite. My, every time someone says cremation, I had a. Um, you can cut this out, Adam. I don't know if this is worth. This is worth it. But I'll tell it to you guys. I had a high school teacher that used to say that when he he was old, he was an older guy. He said, "When I die, I'm gonna get cremated, and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna have my will specifically that they go take my ashes and spread it on the football field." So that you guys, when you are playing, when you are on doing gym, when you're playing gym, and you are playing two-man touch football, and you fall, and you take a big bite of dirt, I'll be there. <laughs> oh, you just, <laughs> <laughs> he since died, so so I have him. He's I have now him replaced to, that yeah. with turf. He's yeah. there. He's there. He's there. Um, He's there. I wouldn't Eat do anything like that. I've often thought that what might be cool is to have get cremated and then at the funeral have like one of those you know shoot shoot a man out of a cannon things except it's me and it comes out as a big cloud of dust 
Yeah. Uh, I, I like the idea. There How was anticlimactic. There no, there's there's gonna have to be shoot something my body in here. out of. We'll, we'll, we'll use your, your ashes body. as gunfire, as gunpowder. I'll shoot my dead body out of the cannon. There is a show called and Alex Tomorrow. Is in a field or something like with a big net. <laughs> I got it. Uh, there was a show called No Tomorrow, and it was a kind of crappy show, but one of the, my favorite moments from it was, like, uh, one of the characters, her, his mom died, and uh, to kind of celebrate her, he put her ashes into fireworks, and then uh, had her give, like, one last performance to the city wow. as fireworks. See, I like that's that cute. idea. That's I thought cool. that was cool. That's yeah. something you that. can't do when you're body. That's something yeah. that you can oh, only do really when you're gross. <laughs> You don't know, you don't know that. You're body to cream. a bunch of fireworks. Listen, have you ever seen Weekend at Bernie's? You can do a lot of fun with it. That's all right? true. You can't oh get God. Weekend at Bernie's. Put that if in your will. I will do a Weekend at Bernie's with your corpse, Mike. Uh, yeah, I don't think you will actually. But that's Show okay. of hands, who wants to get Weekend at Bernie's? Unanimous. Okay. All right. So all right. it's well, in we, my will. You have swayed the vote. It's yeah. Bernie then cream. Team cream. I don't like you calling it cream. <laughs> I, you know, I love it even more now. Um, they get off topic too much. I just talk about the fucking episode. Goddamn yeah. liberal. How dare you? Um, Marie yeah. one says star. <laughs> one star, three stars. Don't forget, we're having that giveaway. <laughs> yeah. Five stars. Uh, we'll address that when it comes to it. Um, so uh, she takes out her will. There, uh, she takes out their will, their insurance, and the deed to their burial plot. Where's the permit for the neighbor's parade race says, and Marie is going through the papers and she notices that the deed to their joint burial plot only mentions one and Frank's uh, reveals that he sold the other one. He sold his half, he says, um, to the family next to them who needed more space or something. Um, there was see how happy they were. Yeah. I was, got twice what I paid for. <laughs> they, there was an unexpected death, and and they needed an, an extra plot real quick, and so yeah, he sold his plot, which I thought was very, which is just, and why, then his why, justification of Marie being like, "What were you gonna tell me?" and Frank's response was, "I was never gonna do yeah. it. either. I, either you die first, and then you can't yell at me about it, or I die first, and then you can yell all you want." I love, I exactly. just, which is fair. Yeah. That's so fine. Yeah, that's so true. And I want to go back because he says he sold his half, and Marie asks how he knew which uh, was his, and he says, "I always sleep on the left." I like that uh, yeah. logic there. That's uh, yeah, but he has their side. Yeah. Uh, he says, "Till death do we part, Marie. After that, you're on your own." And Ray leaves. A lot of good one-liners from Frank. Yeah. As Ray leaves, he says, "Maybe death wouldn't be so bad," or something like that. Um, yep. So we cut from there to Ray coming home. Uh, Deborah's uh, in the living room with the twins. He says, "Hey, cornflake," and he tells Deborah he did a lot of productive thinking. Uh, gonna get cremated and walks into the team cream team cream he says he's not all Mm. that gung-ho about decomposing as he gets a canada dry out of the refrigerator canada dry of course the official ginger ale of cremation and he (laughs) (laughs) there's a little bit of me in every drink (laughs) that's what I'll be there. Uh, <laughs> Every time you take a sip of Canada Dry, I'll, I'll be, be there. there. I'm Ray Romano, <laughs> and my ashes are going in Canada Dry. 
he wants his funeral <laughs> to be to funny. He says anecdotes and making fun of him like a roast. Marie comes in. Speaking of cremation, roast. Marie comes in. Good news, she says. I found a cemetery that can fit us all in. Uh, Deborah says, misery, your company's here. Uh, which felt like a, a bit of a theater line to me. Um, mm-hmm. Marie says, uh, it may be a little tight. One of us has to be vertical. <laughs> um, just a, Very funny, such a funny like, concept. Yeah, funny, funny, like, vi- funny, funny vision. There. In this That's incredibly funny. grounded show, the idea that Marie went cemetery shopping and the salesman said one of you has to be vertical and she took it is very funny. <laughs> um, she says, Deborah, do you mind being the vertical one? And Ray says, why Deborah, Ma? And she, he, uh, Marie says, well, it can't be your brother. His head would stick out of the ground. I love that she's just talking about this so matter-of-factly. It's such great delivery from Doris Roberts in this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, Always is. Deborah says, why not just a wood chipper? Then we can all fit in one big garbage bag. Uh, and she basically storms out because of how morbid they're being. And, you know, she obviously doesn't like them talking I cheerily wish, about being dead. I wish this episode talked covered more ground about how uncomfortable Deborah is with death. Yeah, I feel like true. that could have been a whole nother episode. It, true. It felt like they didn't really address that. Um I also will say that um we were when we're watching Deborah's taken out the trash. Oh yes, right? that's her trash kit. She's waving her a garbage bag. bag as she's saying one big garbage bag. And she but the trash bag is not full when she takes it out. At all. That, it's like sure? it's like got one piece of one it piece is. of garbage. I, we it. are, we are. Okay. Yeah. It's like it's like maybe a quarter. Because what I'm pic- what I'm remembering is her waving what I thought was the new garbage bag, right? Or do, is she not even changing the garbage bag? She's just holding the other. No, one. she just whatever she did, the garbage. Whatever she huh. she had in her hand when she was waving it around is what she took outside, which presumably she was taking out the trash. Well, I will say my recycling bin is smaller than the trash bags that I buy for it, so fair enough. I think no, it's not. It is. It's no, no. I mean, it's not a fair complaint. It's not a full garbage bag that she's taking out. I do try to fill it with other things as I as I take it out. Um, It seems, you know, it's also a function of I live in a RV, so I have to drive to the recycling center anytime I want to empty out the recycling here. It's very inconvenient for me. I like to go once. I feel like if you're, you know, live in the suburbs and you can just push your cans to the driveway, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be full all the time. Maybe there's something absolutely disgusting in there that she wants to get out. You know, maybe, maybe there's some cream in there. You don't know. Moving on. Um, Deborah storms out and Ray calls after her. You're going to die too, you know? Um, and then we cut to Ray joining Deborah in their bedroom. She's obviously still peeved. Uh, Ray says he knows that she's not excited about spending eternity with his parents. And he goes off on this whole bit about, you know, they won't be able to come over as easily. They'll have to, you know, dig through the dirt and then get through our coffins and stuff. Um, Deborah cuts him off. She's upset because he's supposed to be having a midlife crisis, not an end of life crisis. And, uh, Ray says, you know, what do you know about midlife crisis? Uh, she says that she already had hers two years ago. Ray says, was that the perm? That didn't look good. Um, that was that funny. Was <laughs> I love how often in this show, Raymond like, op- is, has the like the moniker of just open mouth, insert foot. Yeah. And this is one of those moments. <laughs> I just, Completely I, not thinking before speaking. Um, mm-hmm. She asks him, 
why if he knows why she's rubbing cream on her hands and Ray, it's hand cream it, because it's hand cream uh and she says no she, essentially she says she's trying to turn back the clock my skin's not as uh my skin is drier than it used to be mike you know about that um mm. Fuck you. That is how you have a proper midlife crisis. You don't start planning your death. You go into denial like a normal person. Um, and then she takes his shoes. Uh, she takes some... I don't know why she put them in the uh, foot of the bed thing, but that's where she put them. She takes some... Yeah. foot uh, of the bed. Oh, you think there's some no. symbolic meaning no. there? No, not at all. No, get the fuck it. That means nothing. Get out of here. I don't know. Uh... She takes out, uh, you know, she got these as a joke, and uh, they are lifts, or Ray says, are those lifts? And she says, no, they're extra thick odor eaters, two birds with one stone. Uh, Another good line. Just something to add that extra quarter inch. Ray's doubtful, uh, but he puts them in, and he puts his shoes on, and he likes how bouncy they are, basically. And uh, he says, who am I fooling here? Deborah says, you only got to fool one person. As I recall, that person once asked me if Jello is a fruit, um, which is a funny <laughs> joke. And uh, he, Ray is, like, jazzed by these lifts. He's very, He's he gets really excited, excited about it. He shooting a basketball. Sweet. He says, feeling tall and smelling good as he walks out. Um, so I guess and moving Deborah forward. Deborah gets her catchphrase in there. Oh, yes. Idiot. Idiot. Uh, he, I guess we have to assume moving forward, Ray is wearing lifts at all times to just get that extra quarter inch well he's six two canonically just... so it, that's true you know makes yeah. sense that he would be wearing the lifts quote unquote he just keeps Can I just... getting thicker and thicker lifts until he gets up yeah, to six exactly. two yes i just gotta throw in here we are all team deborah here we're ha- we hashtag love deborah that's like we we that's great however she's wrong here oh She's a hundred percent wrong. Raymond is reaching a point in his life when he's finally accepting and getting a healthy relationship with the end of his life, and she said, "No, go into denial. Be shocked and uh, about it like the rest of us. Be, you know, it, it, that's not a healthy way to live your life. You gotta acknowledge that it's going to end at some point, and yeah, that's scary. But just throwing your money and in, into like these things, like don't get me wrong, hand cream is fine, lifts are fine. I'm not knocking that." But if the but if the purpose of them is to fool yourself into thinking that you're turning back the clock, that's not a healthy way to go about your life. I'm I'm Team Raymond here. I think that he was on the path to a very healthy epiphany, a healthy realization, and I think that Deborah blocked it because she didn't get there first. I don't well not because she didn't get there first. She was trying to help her husband, but I don't think that was a helpful or healthy way to go about it. So I'm okay. I think Deborah fucked up this episode. Mike hates women. I do. <laughs> Everyone in the waiting room's nodding. Nurse is looking at you with daggers. Oh my god! Literally, she's taking out scalpels. No, she's no, like Mike, menacingly I think right. sharpening the scalpels towards you. This is not good. No, my, you're, you're right, Mike. My counterpoint to that though would be Ray. You got to admit that Ray was sort of manically fixated on this idea, though. He Fair. comes in. He's like, gonna get cremated, you know. Um, and he's talking, you know, wow, look, matching burial plots. And, you know, he's very focused on it. I think what Deborah is saying is that he shouldn't be fixated on it as much as, you know, he should be. I Yeah, it's fixated wrong to say, you know, 
hand cream is the solution, be in denial. I think that's, you know, heightened a little bit, but, you know, the same way that Ray being fixated on it is heightened. But I would, there's some nuance there. I, I don't think you're wrong. I think, yeah, I wouldn't, well, I don't know. I'm not 50. Um, absolutely nuance there. <laughs> Even though I've been saying team cream, it's not hand cream. I'm, I'm team Ray on this one. I, I also will say, yeah. I, I will say that also, like, it's important to think about the end of your life, especially when you're a parent. A parent what? Like when you're a parent <laughs> When you're apparently children. dying. Oh. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, but the one criticism I will have of Ray is he's very interested in what he does with his remains. And I said, you know, I want to be buried, but ultimately, I don't I don't care that much. Right. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter you're, to you. You're dead. Like, it, like what, what's going to happen, you know? Right. Um, but at the same time, he wasn't really interested in, like, man, how am I going to take care of Allie? What's going to happen to the yeah, twins? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, so I thought that was an interesting point. His thinking I I stopped just, at cream. Yeah. yeah. Well, his, his thought process, I would imagine, is also like, okay, when I die, the kids will probably be adults. They'll be okay. Yeah. I guess. And I also want to add... my mom will take care of them. I also want to add, like, you know, I the main reason I want to go cremation is just, like, to make sure I'm dead. Because I do have a fear of being buried alive. <laughs> well, so you it's know, like, you know what? You don't just, have a fear of be being extra burned sure. alive. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, that's that's less bad because that's quick, you know? But, like, but no, 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 hold on. Did you, you've been to wakes and funerals before, right? They, yeah. They, like, they, they pump you with they all the formaldehyde and stuff like that. They fluid and stuff. They, they take out your organs and all that stuff. Like, you're, you're not. I just want to be safe. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> he wants to be dead before they start taking Destroy out the Destroy it all. Except my heart if someone needs that, you know, I'll, I'm an organ donor. There's that like, classic, um, there's that classic, um, probably fake, uh, uh, interaction that goes vi- in court that goes viral every, every few months of, um, like, uh, it's like a, bless you, it's like a murder case. And, um, the, the, the lawyer is, uh, is, you know, talking to the, the autopsy person and they go, all right. So before you began the autopsy, did you take a pulse? No. Did you, uh, did you, did you take their blood pressure? No. Did you check to see if they were breathing? No. Was it possible if this person was alive? No. How do you know? Well, his brain was in a jar over there. And and the lawyer was like, is it possible he could have been alive without the brain? And the, the response is, um, the, the autopsy guy's response is, yeah, I guess he could have been practicing law somewhere. Anyway, oh. I, that just reminded me of that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yo, that is a, that's a bar joke if I've ever heard one. Wow. It is. It is. I don't care. I thought it was You funny. definitely you are. You are definitely getting older. <laughs> Listen, go fuck yourself. That is a dad joke. Um, Three gray hairs. That's all I got. (laughs) Well, that's the episode name right there. Yeah, so... Three gray hairs. Three gray hairs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, okay, we go to our hot clothes then. Marie is calling for Frank through the kitchen door. Uh, Robert is in the foreground icing his knee. uh, And he says, he's not here, Ma. He said he left. He said, Ray got him thinking. And we smash cut to Frank singing I Left My Heart in San Francisco at karaoke night, um, which, by the way, is Tony Bennett's signature song. And Mm -hmm. Frank, (laughs) I love my favorite line and maybe the whole episode is Frank singing and then doing like a (laughs) jazzy aside being like, my wife thinks I'm in the bathroom, which, (laughs) you know, if it wasn't obviously true, 
would be like <laughs> hack, but it's very funny because you could definitely see Frank telling Marie, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And then he drives to karaoke night, waits his turn, puts his name down. Um, it's very funny. Yeah, yeah it's a good very line. Funny. It's a very good line. I Left My Heart in San Francisco was written in 1953. Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> it's one of the official anthems of the city of San Francisco. Um, that's all I'll say about it. Um, but that's the episode then that's season two episode 22 it's called it was called anyway six feet under but now let's go six feet under the layers of nuance and interpersonal dynamics that are on at play in this episode and think about not just six but ten points on our classic barometer the scale from one to ten on which we rate ray as a husband brother son father a basketball player Five foot eleven and three quarter inch tall man, ten, of course on that scale being uh, the great dads of sitcom history: your Uncle Phil's, your Danny Tanner's, Carl Winslow, and one being the men in television history who actively harm their families: Don Draper, Walter White, Alex. Come back over from the vending machine, and tell me one terrible man from television history. I was hiding behind the vending machine. <laughs> One bad man from television history. You can do this. Okay, bad man. Uh, hang on. I got it. Everyone in the waiting room is nope. looking at you. I, 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 I know. I know it. I, I got it. I got it. I got it. Hang on. Don't don't help him. Stop whispering. Was, was John Lennon ever on TV? <laughs> sure. I don't think he was bad. Don't I don't think John Lennon would get a Walter one. White. John Lennon. These John are the bad Lennon. men in television history. <laughs> um, so, Mike, where is Ray coming in for you on the classic barometer this episode? I'm going to give him a six and a half because I, I, I don't think he actually did anything bad. I think that he actually, this is a very healthy thing to go through. Maybe not quite as dramatically as he goes through it, but it's a it's a healthy thing to experience. I think he brought his family in in a good way. You know, um, we were we were we've joked before of like, oh, what's the, what's Raymond doing going to Frank and Marie? Well, it's also you know, sure they give bad advice, but it's probably worse for him to keep this all to himself. So I give him credit for being like, hey, I need to talk about this with someone. Talk about it with his wife with his family. I'm docking points because, number one, he made Deborah deeply uncomfortable and he didn't seem to give a crap about That's that. That's true. Not saying, not saying she should have. Seems like she doesn't have a very healthy relationship with, you know, her own mortality, but that's... You should take care of your wife. Uh, and number two, um, I, he didn't really care too much about his kids. That's Allie, true. we still we still don't know how tall <laughs> Allie is. <laughs> still don't know what's going to happen to them when he eats it. Six and a half might be actually a little low, but I'm sticking with it. Damn it. That's where I'm going. Okay, Alex. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough because he was so self-reflective. It wasn't like he was really taking any action against or for anyone else. It was really just about him and the family reacting to him. Mm -hmm. Uh, again, you know, talking about this type of stuff with your loved ones and family is totally fine. Uh, springing it on as, like, crazily as he did... Uh, especially to Deborah, like, you know, when he's grabbing a Canada Dry, uh, like, oh, I'm going to get cremated. Like, maybe that's not the time. Mm -hmm. um, but also, I feel like, you know, you probably should have had this conversation before now. Uh, 
I think this is an appropriate time to have the conversation as opposed to on his deathbed. Yeah, you know? sure. No, Speaking no, no, of, I mean, Mike, like, they, they said probably... that they were ready f- They're ready for you, so we gotta, like, wrap this up. You're, you're making me grow a fourth gray hair, man. I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you. I, I, it's not me. They say they're ready for you in the deathbed section, so we gotta wrap this up. Sorry, Alex. He was fine. I feel like he came out of this better than he was before. Seven. Okay. I'm gonna come in around the same. I mean, yeah, he... This is an internal conflict for Ray, which I always judge him less harshly for that. I actually want to call out the fact that he supported Robert in his dream of running the marathon. I mean, that's something we don't often see from Ray. Docking him because, again, he cut in front of his daughter to get his height measured, um, and he didn't, uh, you know, he didn't uh, mitigate his his death fixation for Deborah's comfort or benefit or talk through it really with Deborah that much at all. Um, so I'm going to say I kind of want to come in at a weird place because I don't feel like it's a 6.5. I don't feel like it's a 7. I'm going to come in at 6.8. Go fuck yourself. That throws off our calculation a what lot. Should, what should actually. I pick? That's a, no, okay. No, we'll stick with it. Damn it. What do we uh, that, that puts Raymond at a 6.8 actually for the episode. It comes so, out to be 6.76, hmm. which gets rounded up to a 6.8. Okay, so if I said 6.9, would it be 6.69? Six, <laughs> Let me find out. Hold on. Hold on. Hold the presses. Hold the presses. Okay. No, it comes out to exactly a 6.8 in that case. Okay, so if I said 7.1. <laughs> All right, ho- hey, oh hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. 6.5, 7.1. Again, they are waiting with 6.9! Okay, so nice. I'm bumping it up to 7.1. <laughs> Again, they are waiting with the death. Yeah, there we go, baby. You, Mike. We um, take our work very seriously here on ELELR. Okay, so the average is 69, baby. Hey. It's 6.9. Everyone in the waiting room is nodding approvingly, um, <laughs> especially the kids. Um <laughs> And uh, that's it. That's going to be it for this episode, season two, episode 22. We are nearing the end of season two. We're looking forward to season two, episode 23 next week. And um, we do have some business to attend to. So obviously, you know, all the usual stuff, Facebook, Instagram at Barone Zone. Email us at Raymond at postfund.org. Uh, you know, postfund.org slash Raymond has a lot of cool stuff like uh, we have put all of the barometer data up there so you can see Ooh. the trends, the averages. It's it's pretty cool. You're going to click on the little folder icon on the, uh, the website there, postfund.org slash Raymond. Um, so we need to address the contest, which by the measure that we set out to achieve was an unmitigated failure so really we received no apple podcast reviews however the silver lining is uh we did receive a few spotify ratings so this is obvious i mean i'll take responsibility for this so we the reason we wanted reviews on Apple Podcasts and not r- ratings. So if you do just a rating, we don't see who did that. We did get a nice bump 
of the number of Apple Podcast ratings that we got. We really appreciate that. We got a bump in the Spotify ratings that we got. You know, we're, we really appreciate that. Um, but we don't know who did that. So uh, if you did leave a rating, um, just reach out. You know, we will, if you care enough to reach out, we care enough about you to send you something. So just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, raymondatpostfund.org or reach out uh, on Instagram or Facebook. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's, yeah. it's a mixed success. But yeah, the contest was mostly a failure. We are, at the end of the day, bad businessmen. Yeah, but reach out. We love talking to you guys. We do love to interact. Um, oh, speaking of interaction, underneath each episode in Spotify now, and this is really dating this because who knows what they're going to do in 10 years, if Spotify is even going to still be around. Under each episode, you can interact through the new Q&A feature on Spotify. You can tell us what you would rate Ray in each episode. Isn't that exciting? So That is yeah, if you guys want to start leaving those, we'll start, you know, averaging that and reading it on yeah. the air and, you know, leave any, your... Any good, any fun reviews we'll, uh, we'll read off on the next Oh, episode. yeah, for sure. We will basically, if you say anything to us, we'll repeat it verbatim right here, good or bad. Yeah. We're basically a cave. Um, <laughs> but that's it for us. You know, we'll be back next week, season two, episode 23. I think, though, there's only one last thing to say, right, Mike? Yeah, there is, and that's our uh, our classic sign-off. So uh, thanks very much for, for listening. Until next week, remember, everybody loves Raymond. And, and we, we love, love you. Changing Mike F. Mike F to the deathbed wing. Mike F to the A deathbed. A four hair. Four gray hairs. <laughs>